And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Here we are again with more Greenlight Reviews. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And now we are going to discuss Stop Loss. It is directed and written by Kimberly Pierce. Mm -hmm. She wrote this with Mark Richard, and it stars Ryan Phillippe, Channing Tatum, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Abby Cornish, among others. It's a very sad film, and it's a very difficult film to watch, but I think it was sensational, frankly. Mm -hmm. A group of soldiers from a small town in Texas are coming home from Iraq, and just before they leave for stateside, they wind up in an ambush during which three of their brothers are killed. The squad leader is Brandon King, played by Ryan Phillippe, and as the squad leader, he feels very, very responsible for leading these three men to their death. He can't wait to get mm-hmm. back to stateside and leave the Army on the date he is supposed to. Well, they're all looking forward to the day when they can say goodbye to the war. Exactly. But when Brandon King turns in his gear, he is told that he's not getting out. He has to ship back out to Iraq mm-hmm. on what they call a stop loss, which means there was a tiny glitch in his contract that said they could keep him in for 11 years if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Well, he's very, very upset about this, naturally. He tries to get out of it, first with his superior, Colonel Boot Miller, played by Timothy Oliphant, then with a senator who had said, if you want anything, call sure. me. <laughs> That's played by Joseph Summer. And eventually, he has to go AWOL right. to make sure that he gets out of this horrible, horrible situation. Mm-hmm. His two best friends that have come home with him are Channing Tatum, who plays Steve Shriver, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who plays Tommy Burgess, who had a bad war, as they say. They all did. Yeah, he came back, and he can only settle with everybody else by violence. He'll punch anybody without even thinking twice. Right. So it's very, very difficult. It's especially difficult for Brandon King because his commanding officer, Lieutenant Colonel Boot Miller, Timothy Oliphant, orders him to the stockade to keep him from running away. As he's being escorted to the stockade, he struggles with the two soldiers and runs away. He gets home. He knows that he's now got to get out of that town. His mother can't take him. His father can't take him because there are now roadblocks out looking for him. So he turns to Michelle, Abby Cornish, who is his friend Steve's fiance. She volunteers to go with him. This is not a romantic movie. There is no romance between them. Right. Everybody in this film is very, very sad, is very, very pathetic, especially when Brandon King visits one of his brothers in arms who has been severely injured. That's Rico Rodriguez, as played by Victor Rasuk. I've never seen this actor before. He is wonderful. He is. And again, just heartrending. Well, Les, there are so many good qualities about this film, and there are so many wonderful actors that you have pointed out. But there, for me, was something very much missing in this film. I want to hear that. Okay. There are too many stories, too many plot lines going on, and as a result, Kimberly Pierce, as the director, isn't able to really focus the movie to give it the emotional wallop that I think a movie like this should have had. I think that the most serious problem was the character that is nicely played by Ryan Phillippe because I felt that the movie really rests on his shoulders. Yes, it does. And I think that for us to really understand him and get into the reasons why he is willing to go AWOL when he has been a gung-ho soldier, you needed more than just, I'm fed up with the Army. The fine print makes it 
possible for the Army to send me back out again. I think that his motivation was seeing his three best friends killed. Certainly one of the reasons, but I don't think we got to see the emotional scarring of his character quite as much as we should have if we're going to buy the fact that he is willing to go AWOL. There's another part of the movie that I feel doesn't quite work, and that is the road trip that Ryan Philippi takes with Abby Cornish. Now, Abby Cornish, again, plays the fiancé of his best friend, Stephen. Stephen is having a meltdown at the moment, so she agrees to take Ryan across the border or up to New York or maybe to Canada, wherever he needs to go so that he can successfully find freedom. Look, I believe that these two people would have had a much stronger attraction. They knew each other from when they were in third grade together. Yeah. And she's the fiancé of his best friend? Yeah, but they had broken up, if you recall, Les, and they were shooting the wedding presents out at his Texas ranch. But again, the biggest problem that I have with the movie is that I think there are too many stories. I think that Kimberly Pierce did not focus, did not concentrate on exactly what her message was. I think it's a fine picture in many, many ways. I think it's noble. I think there are some good, strong scenes of dialogue, but I don't think it's a great picture. Well, it's not a great picture compared to All Quiet on the Western Front, I suppose. Or Deer Hunt. I really was very, very moved by this. I was really very, very emotionally messed up by this film. And by the way, let's be very clear about this. This is not an anti-war film in any way, shape, or form. It is a pro-soldier film. And even though the Ryan Philippi character says some nasty things about the president, he doesn't name the president. Well, they don't even talk about the war very much, Les. No, they don't. I mean, it's like the elephant in the middle of the living room. They don't even have the courage to mention the word Iraq, and they don't have the courage to mention the president in this film. And I think by sidestepping these major issues within this film that they have diffused the emotional wallop that this movie might have had. I hope you understand that I think there are some beautiful moments in this film. I think one of the best parts of the movie is that it introduces us to this terrific Australian actress, Abby Cornish. I think she is absolutely splendid as Michelle, and I think that she has a huge future in America cinema. She is pitch perfect as Stephen's fiance, as that hard scrapple, young, tough as nails, Texas gal who can throw back a tequila with the best of them and at the same time be somewhat vulnerable in her cowboy boots and in her strut and swagger. I thought she was just excellent and I thought that she really played it right as a girl who is not intellectual, not really well-educated, but a girl with a big heart and a lot of soul. I predict big things for Abby Cornish in the world of Hollywood cinema. So I'm going to give this a strong yellow light, but believe me, Les, I like the picture. It's just that I didn't think the characterizations, nor did I think the focus was strong enough to warrant the highest light. Well, it gets the highest light from me because I loved it a lot. This one really got to me. It's a big green light for me. It's a yellow light from Ann Elder. I recommend it to everybody, but it's not easy to watch. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. 
And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.